Hey everyone, welcome back to The Red Mage, a podcast exploring world building as a designer. Today we're back with the original content of Season 1, working with cosplayers as micro-entrepreneurs and exploring avenues to help them with career growth. In today's episode, we're going to be interviewing two cosplayers from Pico Rivera, Modest Betty and Spartacus42. The interview covers community and networking from a cosplayer's perspective. So please excuse the audio and the quality as we were limited to Zoom and at times the connection got a little spotty. But enough of my rambling. Let's jump into the interview. Uh, my name is April Rodriguez uh, at Modest Betty. Uh, yeah, that's my handle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anthony Tamayo. My handle is uh, at Spartacus underscore 42, the word 42. <laughs> so, uh, and you'll also be able to see some cool stunt stuff on there, stunt projects. And, and the Ludus, uh, it's uh, at the underscore Ludus 42. That's where I train all the actors or all the fighters and everything like that. So if you guys want to come down, I'd be more than grateful to have you. That That is so crazy. So um, tell me about your background and then how you guys got into cosplay together. You want to go first? Okay. Um, I've been sewing since I was like 16, uh, making just whatever I could. Never really taken a class. Uh, I actually went to college and got a degree in psychology. It's totally different from what I do now um and I just love to make stuff so once I met Anthony and he I, I like comic books comic book movies and stuff but I was always kind of shy <laughs> and reserved about dressing up you know and then he took me to comic-con and we went once and I didn't dress up and I never did that ever again <laughs> I had to dress up every time I went no matter how big small it was just too much fun yeah kind of like the renaissance fair huh? I'll yeah. never get caught slipping at that place ever again like I, mean, I don't go there often, but that is like a whole other Comic-Con for those types of people. And when going there, I was like, I'm, I'm coming back dressed up. I don't care if I have to Rick, wear my Rick and Morty outfit, you know, my Rick costume. I'm going. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, well, my background is um, I, I've been a comic book fan since I was a kid. Uh, been into X-Men. X-Men's my first love. I don't know if you can see oh, that. Oh, yes. You see the X on the fist right there? She gave, she gave me that tattoo. And, you know, what I loved about X-Men was that it was teaching me all the right morals as I was growing up, you know, and without me even knowing it, you know. And so, uh, you know, then you see things like Power Rangers and you want to enact these things and everything. So I ended up, like, when I was a kid, maybe about 10 years old, we started doing backyard wrestling. We got into, like, a little bit of pyrotechnics with the, with the you know, the um, the fireworks that we that we had from 4th of July and we make our costumes and stuff like that and really throw ourselves through these tables that were on fire and so then from there you know I just took my my MMA career and then once that was over nothing but cosplaying and comic books and <laughs> podcasts with comic book intentions and stuff like that so ever since I met her like I said she really opened up my artistic side and you know it's better than getting hit in the face on the daily doing <laughs> that's so cool um so when you guys are kind of going into these like these costumes and conventions what are some of the things that are like that like impact you um either financially or kind of like um kind of just like the lack or availability of resources in the area you know what so i'll say this though too like when we first started a cosplay there was a lot of things that were our fault like we were last minute, you know, trying to get things together and everything. And that's a lesson learned right off the bat. You can't, you got to be prepared for this sort of thing. 
uh, because it could impact you in a, in a negative way if you're doing it like last minute, because then you're going to invest in things that you're probably not going to invest in later on. You're going to buy something that's way too expensive when you could have just made it at home, you know? So financially, yes, yeah, sometimes a costume when you're in dire need, that's where the biggest impact, at least for me was, you know, I, we could have made my Bucky arm, but uh, <laughs> I, I shelled out $80 for that thing, but I still use it at least, you know, but you know what I mean? Like if it's your last minute thing and you could have just made it, you know, you got to just be a little smart because then I could have bought Bucky's, you know, his, his ensemble that's more realistic. So I think it's hard too, because we want to have like the nice fancy stuff, but you know, that it takes time to make and, and the materials itself, even raw materials like wood or the, what's that, that foam, like the, the foam that they used, you know, it, Oh, it's like that. It's, it's like what you cut out and it's so they can like, yeah, they make it look it together. Yeah, like that, that was actually kind of hard to find until recently. Michael's actually carries, Michael's Angelens carries that foam that you can yeah. use to. It's like a rubber foam that you can like spray paint it, cut it out, make a symbol, right. whatever, you know, and it's, it's very useful stuff. But, you know, we would try to, we would set up dates for ourselves. Okay, we're going to start buying stuff for a costume like <laughs> in April. And then, yeah. you know, the money just wasn't there because there's so many other things that we want to put it, money into and you know, just trying to survive and stuff. So we ended up last minute making some yeah. stuff and out of cardboard. We made a lot of cardboard props before because it's convenient, easy, yeah. and just spray paint it, you know? And sometimes it's just about the fandom. Sometimes they just like want to go and your imagination will take care of the rest, you know? Because those people there, man, they make you feel very involved, whether <laughs> you're dressed up or not. You, you know? have just a shirt on, you feel like you're a part of it, definitely. Yeah, there's a guy decked out in whatever shirt you're wearing he's like oh oh and you're like yeah <laughs> take a picture you know yeah i think like uh last year the year before i went with a just a cap shirt and a, a cardboard oh. like a shield that i had made that yeah. we had made together yeah you know? and i was bucky from like civil war but i don't know if you remember he was like undercover so i wore like regular ass clothes and had long hair so and he got one time we went to um goodwill oh yeah and he scored he got a full length or no it was a pretty big leather jacket yeah it was her. a brown leather jacket for one dollar that's another yeah. cool advice thing that you can yeah. go to you got to go to those like discount like yeah, goodwill, goodwill stores they treat you good there <laughs> especially on certain days you could just get great deals but we've always been I think just both of us are very resourceful mm -hmm. so we're even if we can't get the nice stuff that we want to be super decked out we'll we'll make it work yeah you know, with whatever we have, a we have. great second <laughs> <laughs> so you know I've been talking to about like 30 30 to almost 40 cosplayers about like their making process and watching a lot of videos and it seems like a very like kind of like you guys make that that costume yourselves and it's like it goes it goes back to like months like you guys were just saying um mm -hmm. is is there like ever like kind of like a community group that works together on this anthony's wanted to for a long time to get a group together to do like cross cross play yeah yeah i had an idea for like a, a bend on uh game of thrones and x-men so mm -hmm. i was like oh we can we can do it if we get enough people people will get it you know but getting people together, especially since we, I think since we came into the game a little bit later, mm -hmm. it's hard to get people on board if you don't already know them, yeah. you know. We try to talk to people when we go, <laughs> you know, but. And also too, like, uh, I, I don't ever believe there's an age limit, but I think people, some people do believe that. So when we ask like that people our age, they're already like, already, oh, I'm here, you know, like as a 30 year old person, I'm here. 
you now you want me to dress up and as my 30 year old ass i'm like yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> yeah so it, it's whatever we do is mostly just us but we have a couple of friends that are interested in it yeah yeah you know we're, we're trying to get them to come on board with us but yeah if we just had one more lending hand we would kick ass in this cosplay thing <laughs> so do you feel like the like the community gets a lot of acknowledgement from like things like larger companies that or do those larger companies ever support too or is it more just all community from your experience from my experience it's been all community oh yeah definitely yeah. community yeah i haven't really seen any bigger like every photo what is it called a photo shoot that i've done has been for free and because the guy needed you know material and stuff and i I've never been like helped out by a company or anything like that. Even when I'm the height of my MMA career, companies were quick to be like, are you sure you want to, you know? So, <laughs> no, like it's, yeah. And I like it that way though. I like like people that I can be close to, to do this, not somebody who has another agenda with the company and stuff like that. You know, I just feel more comfortable with people from the neighborhood or like-minded people. Like you feel like businesses like would, would kind of like be like, I don't know. I, I was watching like Steven Savage and his love letter to cosplay. And this is a guy that goes out and like builds like robots and like crazy things, Ooh. you know, for Mythbusters and stuff. And he has like this whole like passion with armor making and cosplay. Mm. Um, you know, and that's someone that's like in the film industry. Do you think that like there are any cosplayers in the community that like are, are business owners or anything? Like, Oh, oh yeah. I think there's, yeah, there's all oh, kinds yeah. of different types of cosplayers, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, and, and that's the cool thing, once you do talk to these people, uh, you know, they want to get to know you just as much, and when you find out what they do, you're like, you're a lawyer, man, you're a lawyer, he's covered in Thanos, <laughs> you know, all decked out, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> snap those bills away, yeah, he's like, oh, hey, that's the end of your speeding ticket, yeah. <laughs> And it's like, you know, like, and these dudes are sometimes more decked out than their children. You know, they, you know, they, they give, they give it a try with their kids because their kids are kids. But with them, like I saw this dude, he dressed up his son in like basically pajamas with a bandana over him. And he's like, that's Daredevil. Cool. I get it. But then his dad was decked out in a Punisher fucking vest, a gun, makeup and blood. And I was like, dude, this dude is a Punisher fan. Like he, his kid came along with him. <laughs> So that was funny. That reminds me of one of the craziest stories I've had. Um, I was at Anime Expo and I was like walking around with this guy who had this giant like I think it was like a NASA like helmet and I was like talking to him and we were just kind of like going around because <coughs> we, we both kind of jumped on for the free tickets for you know you, you go into those cons you go in the back after a while they're like okay you guys go and do this and then we'll give you a free ticket for tomorrow and we're like okay um so he was telling me he was like yeah he's like there's so many people that like discriminate against people that go to cons but he's like no one knows that i work for nasa and I, oh. yeah and i was just like sitting there like you know passing out these like coupons for like <laughs> and i was just like whoa like oh how like like what the heck like what are you doing here you know yeah <laughs> and like, i love this shit <laughs> yeah like it, it's so crazy that there's this this whole you know network here um do you feel that there is like a lot of networking opportunities in the community in the well, in the cosplay community and at conventions networking wise yeah i mean 
I, I, everybody that I took a picture with that was serious about it would give me a card after so that I could follow them. Or tag them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tag them too. So when we, you know, we will post up our pictures from the day. And I, that gave me an idea. And that form of networking was solid. You know, I still have friends from 2016 that I follow that I met over there. And yeah. even some of the photo shoots, shoots he does it's, are great networking because there's mm-hmm. all kinds of cosplayers there. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Like, the first time I got invited to do the photo shoot, there was a bunch of other cosplayers that he got from con. And I, I don't know, like, to me, they look like their characters. I guess to everybody else, I looked like Bucky, you know, or they just needed the fill and slot. But these guys were, they look dope, man. They look really cool. And uh, that was a great opportunity to meet a bunch of cosplayers and follow them. And then, you know, some of them came to our event. We would would throw these events for at the collab for kids or for the community or whatever, Game of Thrones night or whatever. We had a video game night and they, you know, they showed up. So it was pretty cool to make friends over there and that stay your friends. And and when you go to Comic-Con, the people are so friendly. Like they, they're so easy to talk to. And, you know, I don't, I never feel weird about going and approaching someone there, you know, like everyone's just so open and welcome to. Definitely our kind of party, you know, where we kind of just, like I said, we don't party much and we, we're not even drinking drinkers or anything like that, but that place we feel right at home. It's like a giant frankincense. <laughs> oh, dude, I love that place. I know the reopening man is it's a nightmare right now though. Everybody wants to be there. Which is good though, which is good. I'm glad they're making their money. <laughs> so do you feel like what do you feel are, are some of like the, the easy parts and some of the hard parts at networking at these cons? And do you feel that you could build a professional network? Like if you want to be like a pro cosplayer or if you want to make like, you know, a film and work with like different people that have that background. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, when we went this last year, Anthony easily walked up to a bunch of um, stunt, of professional stuntmen. That was cool. Walked right up to them and he started, and now they're part of his network yeah, of people. Yeah, these uh, Steve Huff and uh, Jarrell. That's cool. His name is Jarrell. And uh, these dudes, like, I, I remember telling her, I had a video of my own stunts and I looked at her and I go, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to walk over there. Because she was like, where are you going? I was like, I'm going over there. And I had no, like, other, like, my body just kept moving. And so I talked to those dudes, and the networking was easy and awesome. There, it's so easy. Everywhere else, though, it's very difficult to get people involved or take you seriously when you're talking so highly about comics. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, wow, you're really submerged in the, the psychoanalysis of everything. And I am since I was a kid. You know, movies, the same thing. But, um... I would say the hard part, like you said, is outside of these places. It is difficult to know who, like, cause he, like you said, that there was someone from NASA. You don't know who's going to be into it and who's going to laugh yeah. at you for it. Yeah. Or who's gonna, you know. So that, that's that's like insane. Like, you know, when 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 I think about networking events, I always think of these really stuffy places where it's like all these like tents and people have like some weird free swag like you know (laughs) card holder slash thing that goes on your phone that you're never really going to use or like one of a million bottle openers but and it feels kind of of like yeah but you know you guys talking about your experience and then like me kind of thinking back at the the conventions I went to it it does seem different it feels like very like you know you're at home like that like you need belonging what do you 
do you think that there would ever be like a really good opportunity to kind of bridge those two platforms to have like professionals come into these cosplay areas and like you know be like hey like we're, we want to do this big project who's who's got these skills or who's down to help i think definitely like even just coming together having little like mixers is a great way or like you said even virtually people almost like a like a social media platform for cosplayers is what i it sounds like was what you're doing you know like with their skills that they have available like uh, i i think there's not really too hard of a too much of a way of getting around the the stuffy part of it it's more just being at least one layer of it being something that you know you connect with which is the cosplay aspect of it yeah. you know yeah i mean man i can't think of a way right now to like bridge the two because i always feel like i have to at some point separate it because they're like wow you have a heavy opinion about batman and it's like yeah I do. <laughs> and it's like getting people open to it. Like, and that's why I guess I study the psychology of it because in adult conversations, you can always associate something like that, you know, and they get interested, but oh man, I think having things of everything that is comic book or whatever it is that you're into at the time, that's a good way. Like, you know, I like to have like little get togethers with my gym mm. right here and we're all comic book fans and we all like that. And we're all like-minded. So when we constantly get together and stuff, that's usually all we talk about, you know, and then I can't think of a way to network outward though. Like I said, I think it's kind of hard to get around the steppy part of like kind of having like business cards or things like that. Yeah. But the important part is, is if it's, it relates to you, you know, because if I knew it was like a cosplay networking event, I'd be more, way more yeah, interested willing. in going, yes, oh, yeah, yeah. than if I were to just go to like one to meet realtors and bankers. A and, bunch of people in suits. And yeah, shit. tech people, like, you know, it's just, I think it's more about the, the interest or the passion behind it. The rest is just kind of. Follows. Yeah. You know, when we, when we talk about that, we're talking about like an actual physical space too. Like, and that, that's kind of hard sometimes because, you know, I want to go to Anime Expo, but then like that ticket is like, you know, $150 or when it's like, you know, pre-order, like I'm slammed with bills and I'm like, I don't, I can't go to the 50 bucks right now. And finally, when you get over there, it's like that long line, all the yeah. panels that, that you want to go to at the same time. You're like, no. <laughs> Do you feel that there would be a really good opportunity that in a virtual space, you can have like kind of this like, you know, a virtual convention and in a way to kind of like jump into all these platforms or like panels, you know, either simultaneously or like let everyone kind of come in at their like their time? I do. I think it's great to have that. But honestly, the in-person for me is so different. I'm, I, I love like right now, especially when we're quarantined, that people have, you know, all these different companies, museums, and um, yeah, they post all these videos, but I, I don't watch them. I'd rather, I'd so much rather be there in person seeing it, you know, so I know if they did put the panels, I know, I think Comic-Con put last year's panels up uh, recently, yeah. so you can watch them, but I still haven't watched any, but if I were there, I'd be sitting there, I'd be engaged, you know, there's just something different about Well, I, I was going to say too, something about like, if it was at all ever virtual, the more interactive, the better though, like, you yeah. know, because when you when you want to buy a sword or an action figure, you want to feel it, look at it in your hands, make sure it's not scratched or messed up or anything. Um, comic books too, comic books for me too. Like I don't like like 
bet corners and stuff like that, especially like if I'm paying like top dollar, um, because they have like, you know how much graphic novels are. They're like, sometimes they're like 25 bucks, but the story's worth it to me. Um, You want to tell them about the the three hour wait though? God. So last year, Comic-Con, we got there Friday. It was super easy. We just drove right in. To 45 like, minutes. 20, 20 minutes from home. But oh, like shit. We were practically in the door, right? Mm-hmm. Walked right in, no problem. Saturday, we were in on the freeway off-ramp for about three hours. Before from we even got in. From the off-ramp just to the parking lot, it took us three hours. And our car well, overheated. overheated. <laughs> yeah, broke down in the middle of... <laughs> And we were waiting for and people were going around us, cutting in front. I was like, fuck. Like, so I jumped out of the car when we were at a corner. I jumped out of the car, ran in, waited in line to get checked in, went to the bathroom, came back, and he would only have like, like four cars. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one thing I can do without. I totally understand that. that. Part. <laughs> Yeah. But like, I, it is worth it though to be there to physically be there around the people yeah to be able to like or else he would have never been introduced to those Steve Huff and yeah, those guys uh, you know like stuntmen yeah. well, those guys were really cool by the way they uh they were like giving me like little hit, like uh, advice and everything and they wanted to meet up and that that was the coolest thing for me it was like meeting a, a celebrity because these guys are in movies and stuff but they don't get that kind of recognition so to see them and like admire my stuff, it was it was a real pleasure, you know, like overall. <laughs> I do though, I, I mean, I like the convenience of online to some extent, you know, but um, ultimately I love being in person. Before. Love showing it off in person too. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a lot that goes into that. Like it's it's like almost like literally blood, sweat and tears. That yeah. It is. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, definitely the majorest of inconveniences. <laughs> if if you could have a way to kind of bridge some of the gaps that are going on right now, like you know the the coronavirus and everything, where we're all kind of staying at home, it, it puts a damper on a lot of plans. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does. How do you how do you guys kind of cope or dress to like to do your cosplays or like kind of meet up with friends to do cosplay how, how do we do it as of now yeah mm. we, we just we bide really. our time no well what i i mean what i am kind of excited about is the mask work because i wear my deadpool mask very often mm-hmm. and i'm talking about the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> no but like um that's one thing i i i don't care about like i i've always loved wearing a mask and stuff like that since a kid so this is a little bit of a, you know, not a pleasure for me, but it's like, a, oh, I get to cover my face all the time now. Like, I, I kind of enjoy that. Oh, of course, for, for Ryan's birthday drive through we got to wear a costume. That's true. That was like yeah. <laughs> Ryan's birthday. That was, and we were ready for oh, that. What did you say for his birthday? birthday yeah. Oh, yeah, no, first graduation, yeah. <laughs> and I just, like, I was like, I'm throwing this mask on. I'm going out there. I mean, I wanted to dress as Bucky, but that arm, man, it, it is hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> And even having these costs, uh, the costs, what is it, the um, conventions, even in the winter, fall, it's still hot in California. Yeah. You cannot be the Punisher and rock that freaking jacket. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were going over to Ryan's graduation, I almost like stopped the car like randomly. My girlfriend and my, my sister were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I was like, look, it's Deadpool. <laughs> it's all the dust. And I was like. Yeah. All I'm excited about that. 
Um, oh man! How do you not get? I we always get excited when we see Deadpool out of. <laughs> and then that's one of my favorite characters. Like, I mean, I've made a name for myself associated with Deadpool mm-hmm. in my little neighborhood here. Like, you know, I, I'm not crazy or anything, but <laughs> but I'm funny. <laughs> But man, I love wearing that Deadpool mask though. She bought it for me for my birthday and it's one of those nice authentic ones. It's all padded right here. And I could see through it. I have a whole costume too, but like it's like skin tight and I can't really see through it. And it shows everything. <laughs> <laughs> I have to wear my thong. <laughs> but you know, on that, like it it is like that impact when you when you see someone like out there, like that that like you know, that resonated for me, and then for my for my niece when she saw Captain Marvel, like she was just like, whoa, like you know she was just I don't know if you saw her like she was kind of walking out there, but she kept like looking over, <laughs> just like really she was really into it, and she was just like that's so cool. Yeah, and I I think that those things are are really important, and like the hard part is like how do you preserve that? You know, like in these times where like we kind of have to go virtual, and yeah. I do. I do paintings. I do these awesome paintings of my from my comic books to immortalize them. And um, you know, the same same thing about the, the Captain Marvel and making paving a way for little girls. You know, I remember selling my Miss Marvel and I dropped the price as fucking low as I can because she was a little girl and uh, but she just flat out didn't have money. That was it. And so, um, but she was telling me, you know. She goes, I think he's better than, she's better than Superman. I think, and I was just like, I dug that. I was like, you know what? I like that. Don't back down because these little boys tell you Superman's original, all this other shit. No, nah, Captain Marvel's your guy. You go for him all, go for her all the time, all the way. See, like with me, Deadpool or the Punisher, you can say he's going up against Superman. I'll talk shit until you <laughs> are convinced that he can kill Superman. You know, I would argue, I'm like a lawyer for comic book characters. So when I was telling this little girl, I'm like, that is awesome. Like she, she um trailblazed this whole path for little girls and stuff you know even though i know there's a lot more characters that did it before her i just think that she should get some of that credit though Hmm. but uh, if i may say though um my little movement isn't as big as the gender one or the race one but i think like my little movement that i have that i inspire certain like little boys with long hair a lot of little boys, even little girls, they trip out because they see a man with long hair. But the little boy with long hair, he sees me and he's like, oh. And the reason why I brought that up is because when I did take those pictures for that guy at Comic-Con, when I met him, this little boy came up to me and he had long hair too. You know, and, he, and then the, the mom and dad is like, see, there's a superhero with long hair. And he's like, come here. And then so the guy, he took a picture of me and the kid, like a real nice picture. You know, and then there's kids with that are Spider-Man. And I let them like hold my fist like Spider-Man did and I was like you know that's what I loved about Comic-Con man was like seeing the kids face light up like I was a somebody from Disneyland you know but it, it's been hard I think the with the what Anthony did not too long ago is he did one of those videos where um oh the quarantine yeah the quarantine uh, videos where he had like a stuntman a bunch of different stuntmen getting um, hit and then yeah. it would like oh and then they get then they hit back and then it goes to the next video and the next video and the next video and he's been trying to get back to maybe filming again, you know, but it is hard and trying to keep distance and trying to be safe and stuff. Yeah. So not, not too much, but looking forward to it. The metamorphosis is always painful and that's where we're at right now. And I think like it's lining up, you know, a little bit. I had uh, 
some of the fellas come over yesterday and we did we did good man we were getting ready to do some fight scenes and shit, mm-hmm. so that that's that's so cool like and to think that all this like all this goes down in like these cosplay communities you know there's it kind of brand like cosplay is the thing that brings people together and then like it branches out to so many yeah. like, beautiful things yes like a good covid so you know talking about that with with my thesis project it's it's been kind of like crazy trying to look at how to approach this because there's so many different angles you know and at first i was trying to like focus so much on trying to just virtualize the costumes but the problem with that is that like you know it becomes kind of like templated and all the quirks and all the person's journeys to like to do that tangibility and that awe like i don't know if i would get necessarily get the same awe i would from being like there is a dude in a deadpool mask yeah. <laughs> right here you know in 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 east los and it was it was great yeah and, you know it sounds like everything come, comes back to more of a community like coming mm-hmm. together and like just bringing people together um, mm-hmm. would you say that would you say that like that's the most important part of like cosplay yeah because without I mean you wear the costume to show off to people you know what I mean mm-hmm. like though it's for yourself a little bit but like you said like that little your niece I didn't even know I, I was a teacher for 13 years so things like that like mean a lot to me I, I used to dress up I didn't really dress up, but when I was a teacher, I would dress up for Halloween every year because kids love it, yeah. and they get them excited. It makes them feel like there's magic in the air, you know. And it's hard to do that, like you said, virtually on a screen. Like there's, you know, that's if that's the way we can connect, then we'll do whatever we can to connect. And make but, it the best, yeah. yeah. But and I think it has to do with our nostalgia as well. Like you know, being a kid, I'm sure most of us, most of us who are cosplayers, had a a Ninja Turtle pop out or a Power Ranger Superman pop out that comes to your birthday party. And, you know, and when you see that, that you get excited and you get that same kind of feeling when you see your character at a cosplay convention, you go, Oh, Oh, that's my guy. Like, you know, you get all excited. And the same thing, the other way, being that guy, being the guy who everybody looks at too, you know, and it's just the interactive, the in-person and everything. It's just like, and you always hear it. The camera doesn't do it justice, but it looks awesome. You know, (laughs) <laughs> that's the other thing too is because the camera misses all the detail and the devil is in the detail you know mm-hmm. like all the beauty in it you're like oh my god you use that oh my gosh i didn't notice that mm-hmm. you know all these little things that you may not have seen if it were and you know these guys share little bits of advice as long as they do it like on the side <laughs> and they'll tell you like because i've asked a bunch of questions how did you do that because i have the same materials same everything and they'll, they'll tell you on the side, but they don't want to tell everybody, you know, and I think in a message room where they, they have to talk to everybody, you know, they're not going to be out of the, going out of the way to message somebody on the side. Yeah. You know? So, you know, and there's, and, there's benefits. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of like the, the beautiful things of a cosplay, like every, every bit of literature I've read, like from um, planet cosplay to like cosplay, you know, beginning cosplay and all this, um, and even reading on this lady um, who's really, really big uh, Kamoi cosplay, there's all these mentions of community and just people coming together and like having fun. And I, I really wanted to do this this project because when we had all of these things to choose from, um, you know, and ways to you know promote business and try to get you know economic development, 
and help people get careers, it all felt really stuffy. And it all felt very like, you know, there's this feeling about work where it's, you just go in, you do this task, you're done with it, and then you're kind of off of the day. But the more that I studied games and gamification and game-based learning, like there is this like innate love that people was like, well, we want to be able to do what we like and, you know, mess around with it and like figure things out. And those things kind of related to cosplay, like people would spend hours like to, to do like costumes, like in how you guys were talking about, like, again, like doing months of, practice getting the little details like just going up to people like that that's scary like going up to a bunch of like professional <laughs> you know stunt doubles and being like hey man i i, I wouldn't even know how to do that like and if it were <laughs> like not not in the convention but that space that that space of the convention that space of the community coming together that's that's some powerful stuff and you know with everything going on right now with the impact of Black Lives Matters or the impact of like COVID, everything's kind of like showing it's like, you know, the community is where like that, that all starts. Like mm-hmm. you invest in that when you bring it together, you know, projects come out, like great things can come out. Um, and that's, that's kind of me rambling on, but you know, is, is that something you guys would agree with or is that something that is just out there? No. no, I think that's very much true. I mean, like uh, a lot of the time, like doing the movies and the stunts, that that's a community thing that that they had to come together. Mm-hmm. I couldn't just go out there and hire uh, actors or anything like that. No, would they care to be working with me? You know, but we used to do, like I said, we used to do events, whether they're art events, bands, or whatever. We used to throw nice events, and uh, we're still in connection with a lot of those people, and they offer their help and services. You know, I'm a massage therapist, also, so. You know, we got guy people who are trying to offer us what like get cookies or whatever like their profession is, and then exchange instead. You know, it's always like a community effort. You know, and it's like we we really don't care to take away anything other than the fun. I would say definitely too that a lot of the people in I mean it's only been very recently that being nerdy is uh, like cool, you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people who are interested in these kinds of things are used to people like kind of making fun of them, whether it's family, friends, or people at school, you know, they're used to. And so when they see someone like them, they know the kind of, and I don't want to say trauma, but Hardships, yeah, yeah, that they, you've had to just to like what you like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they see someone who likes it and they're like, oh, you're already cool. I already like you. Yeah. <laughs> like, just even if here. you're the opposing like <laughs> liking guy, like if, even if I like Batman and you like Joker, we're still in the same realm more than anybody who's been criticizing us, you know? And appreciate the, the creativity and the inner child that you let out when you go to these Oh, yeah, the nostalgia. Yeah. yeah. I was showing her, like, this thing from years ago. I don't know if you've ever heard of Rock-A-Doodle. Yeah. But, uh, so I showed her that, and it, it's a nostalgic thing. And just seeing a simple scene, like, made me, like, tear up a little bit because <laughs> it, like, took me to a better time. I was like, do you remember being a kid, <laughs> watching this, and just eating my French toast, having a great time. I remember it, like, just as clear as day that's one of my favorite movies and the nostalgia just always brings that out in me and like you get surrounded by that at cosplay events surrounded like i said i think everyone's just more accepting of of like again this like i said the the hardship of liking what you like and so seeing someone who's also like that 
you know that they're like that because they're there and they're in costume mm -hmm. and they, their inner child is just out yeah. and your inner child is like, you look so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, you're right. There's like an unspoken struggle that everybody has to go through as a cosplayer, you know? So, yeah. And that's like to be revealed, you know, and take that on and accept it. You know, it's going to be bad. It's going to be good. Some of it's going to be great, you know, but you're doing it. When you're there, you know you're with friends and family. Yes, and you sometimes you feel like that character. Remember, I went as the Punisher, and my hair was all messed up, I was like not smiling. You know, <laughs> so, you know, on on that note, like, like such a such a great community space, and this this area that's kind of designated for everyone. Do you do you feel that this is something that not only has a great impact for people looking to kind of like be immersed in that community but also like younger kids who are kind of like coming up and you know that might be into that like maybe she-ra or um power rangers um mm -hmm. you know to find find a place that they feel like they belong yeah oh definitely i mean cruz is very much into power rangers right now my nephew he's only four but this kid knows he, he, every single superhero like you point at him he knows it i've been teaching him comic books since he can like understand what i'm telling him <laughs> I, I just read i just saw an article on reddit uh today that talked about how there is a, a power ranger in china that was helping people like up some stairs and he would <laughs> or help people you'd go every day and help cool. because i guess over there he said that people have a hard time accepting help, but when it's from a, a hero, people don't yeah, question it. They're just so happy cool. to accept it. And so I think that like you were saying earlier, there is some kind of a power when you have it on or when you see someone in it and kids, especially, you know, they, they see it and they see this like magic. Yeah. This, if an adult sees it, imagine what a child sees. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so true. If you get so excited to see Deadpool, a kid is like, Oh my God, yeah. right here in front of me. Like, and I think it does have some kind of magical healing power, just like in um, Big Daddy when the kid wore the, the, glasses. the glasses. Yeah, you know, that's like the, that's a pure form of cosplay right there. Yeah. You know, like he felt it, believed it, and he had a he knew he had to take them off to be seen. You know, yeah. really submerged in the character. <laughs> yeah, that you know that's that's just probably the most like powerful thing that I've, I've ever seen. Like that that community. Um, and the way that I kind of started getting into thinking about more community spaces was I hit like this like block and there was this article or I think it was an interview about this African-American lady and she was talking about crime. And I was, I think, I, you know, I'm jumping all over the place. I'm trying to remember. I think it was like a TED talk or something. But anyway, she gets to it and she says, you know, the the, the weirdest thing for me is to see like, people just punish people and they, they, they go to this, um, you know, prison and it's like, it's this complex, but what they do, and I think in South Africa is when someone commits like a crime or, you know, some kind of like they steal or they do something bad, people recognize it, that they've been disconnected from the community mm -hmm. and they go and they sing a song. Like they all kind of wrap around them and sing a song. Uh, I remember this. They, they yeah. were given birth to remind them that they're part, like, they're they're part of that greater collective yeah and 
like a reflection of the town, not of yeah, the bad. Yeah. I remember seeing a picture of that with along with the article, like the guy like had his head down, but everybody was like holding on to him, like, yeah. like standing their arms and arm to arm to arm to arm. Like there were a bunch of like what are they called? Nobbies from Avatar, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They were very tribal and very like you know, I love that. I thought that was really cool too. Like more of a reminder of like where you're the people, not not the bad things you did, you know. And and like you said, it was more about connecting. And I seen a TED talk similar to that, but it had to do with um, addicts. You know, he said the 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 opposite of addiction is not sobriety; it's connection. A lot of times when we when people are addicts and stuff, we put up barrier after barrier after barrier. We incarcerate them. We, we make it hard for them to get a job. Families disconnect from them. You know what I mean? And so it was just, it was an interesting, you know, TED Talks, it was interesting, you know? But, you know, it all comes back to connection. And it's a human thing, you know, when I think um, we really got checked during this pandemic. You know, we got checked and then we were like, okay, you know, I really do miss my friends. I miss being around them. I don't want them to die. I'm going to do what I can to prevent that. But it did show us that we are social creatures by nature and we try our best, you know, we do our best and connecting on a similar thought that is comic books, at least for me, because those stories are deep and they're beautiful and they all have great morals. And I assume they have great, these people who read them have great morals too, you know, that they would stand up for the right thing. And so like, that's who I like to be around. You know, lately it's a lot of people with different opinions on that. And, you know, I don't want to sh share my opinions with those guys. <laughs> but, <laughs> Unless they ask for it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and bring this back to the cosplay community. It's just like all of those things that we've, we've kind of come over, like, to encounter together as, like, as a fandom. It's like, you know, we're kind of pushing for the characters that are, are fighting for, like, people's rights. You know, mm -hmm. and X Men fighting for like being being thought of, so right, yeah. and um, even in like the Avatar of overcoming the social injustice, like all these, mm -hmm. all these things that resonate with us. And you know, there's a lot of like trials and tribulations when you're when you're in the, the, the nerddom, you know. Yeah, and, and it's community. It's just like wow, it's like a place to feel home, like a place that you could share a meme, and then like you guys like all kind of get it. And yeah. Like, wow. And see, the thing about, I made this connection with her, like, last time we watched Endgame. I was just thinking about this out loud. Now, X-Men, like I said, was the first thing I, I liked. And they uh, they really showed me a lot of, like you said, trials and tribulations, right? So X-Men prepared me for those, I believe, you know. And X-Men taught me, like, you know, people are, are sometimes having a shitty day. They don't, they don't come from the same background as you, so treat them nice, you know. And so I had a friend named Jacob, and I had no idea this guy was in the comic books. Never knew it. Uh, until I got into like 25 but we were kids at this time and his dad passed away now this was my opportunity to prove that I'm an x-men like I'm going to be good to him extra good because I, I don't know what he's going through and he deserves like he deserves a friend that's that's going to try and understand him and no matter how awkward I was and so I tried and I you know I tried often with him really good friends and this all came from x-men now what was cool about that is like when he had his two kids he named them xavier and he named them after magneto i think his name is matthew i think or something like that or what's uh magneto's eric eric and xavier oh, eric and xavier and he named them that and i was like how trippy dude like how i tried to be i wanted to be his friend and we are friends through x-men and he named his kids after like the two main characters 
You know, I just thought it was a cool connection because that's what comics does to us. We look for that moral ground and everything, and we go, this is what I believe in, you know. Not to say Eric was wrong or Xavier was wrong, but they had a common goal here. And, I, and that's what he saw in the whole thing. And I love comic books for that, for us looking into the deeper effect, you know, the civil rights. And I'm sure you're familiar with that, right, that how Xavier represents Martin Luther King and yeah. Magneto represents, you know, Malcolm X. And you love to see these guys talk to each other. I, I do. Uh, so first class <laughs> yeah yeah all those all those things are so like meaningful and touching like and you know when you when you come to a kid with malcolm x or you know <laughs> King, it's it's kind of hard to digest but yeah when you when you throw it into that world and you spin it we're like look these are mutants and these are two different takes mm. and how they're trying to approach like you know to to get you know equal rights and justice yeah these these are the faults and these are what you know what happens on both sides and it's just like wow and i think it was um i think late high school or in in my community college where i first had that conversation about that because i i love the series but i never knew it and then there is a um, discussion or a panel about um was it uh kind of like comics and like the social impact it had and that was a big topic and I was just like wow you know like this was this was so crazy and then there's so much you know published about that like and like people, how people talk about that and it was just like those things like kind of all kind of come back again to the community especially like you know community like East Los Angeles or you know like well before it was like super gentrified Echo Park and mm. there's like all these all these things here that kind of go on and like those those stations and those like conventions or places that we kind of go back and we're like it's kind of like superman in the sun like you grab that like energy and you're just kind of like recharged yes even enhancing (laughs) yeah 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 well um that is kind of kind of like hitting on the time limit of our our podcast but i want to say thank you guys for jumping on and sharing all this wonderful insight um you had you had mentioned your cosplay handles but i also would love love to you to not only re- reiterate that but uh share your comic um where can we find that where can we check that out and, and keep in touch on that okay all right go, you, go you want me to go first yeah, yeah. okay so for me uh it's uh, again spartacus underscore 42 the word 42 also uh at the underscore ludus l-u-d-u-s 42 and that's my training um that's my training site um the the comic i haven't released it yet but i am doing the right now in the midst of doing the voices and everything and i'm once i'm done with the third part i'm gonna start setting it out in parts and everything so i would be ready for it in about two three months something like that so it's it's a working process i mean i wanted it to be a comic and now it's a motion comic that's why i need voices and words and stuff like that so that's just the beginning hopefully yeah i want it to be a movie We're just finding little ways to get it out first, and that way we can, yeah. you know, comic books turn into movies and all kinds of things. And you know, when I network with these stuntmen and everything, they're always looking for new projects and things like that. So, and they they can't wait to give the new like story or whatever away. So, I'm I'm ready for that. So um, that's for me. And then AP. And then I'm uh, Modest Betty, M O D E S T B E T T Y, and I just do like a lot of I make like bags and stuff and all kinds of stuff you can see on there. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome. Well, thank you guys again for all your time. Like, thank you guys. 
And thank you so much for having us, man. Yeah. Like it was really a pleasure. I mean, we we have a podcast too that we try, and it's awesome to be like interviewed. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Um, so when we do our podcast, it's either on his uh, Spartacus 42 on my personal, or we have one called Echoed Influence. Oh, yeah. But we haven't really been on that one too much lately. Yeah, it, that Influence. needs that needs like repairs and upkeep and stuff like that. Echoed Influence has kind of fallen off the wayside yeah. for a little bit, but uh, all the other ones like Ludus will keep you updated and stuff. I have another one named Gnosis, and that one's that one's really cool. I like that one. <laughs> it's more of like a warrior code. Ooh. So. And we also do events and stuff, and you can find those on our, um, like I do Visuals. intro to sewing lessons, so if you want to learn how to sew, I, I did like a costume repair class around Halloween time, Oh, that's cool. so you can check me out, and I, I help teach the locally how to sew. Also, again, if you guys want to train, come on down, we'll get you started on whatever it is you want to do, some stunt work, some MMA, whatever it is, let me know. Awesome. All right. Thank you guys for everything. Take care. Right, brother. Have a wonderful day. You too. You too, brother. Take it easy. Thank you.